Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, major COVID setback. Community transmission returns with mystery cases sparking fresh alerts across Sydney. Traces racing to contain them. The Queensland border opening now on the line. Tough tactics. Hundreds forced into isolation as health authorities in Victoria try to stamp out an outbreak. And free childcare pledge. Labor set to make a pitch to win over Australians left out of the budget. This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. New South Wales health authorities are rapidly retracing the steps of three people who've tested positive to COVID-19, ending the state's 12-day community case-free streak. All three are aged in their 50s, a woman in Parramatta, a man from the Wallandilly Shire and a woman from Camden. It's triggered fresh venue alerts across Sydney, including the city's north, with some diners at a Milsons Point restaurant unable to be contacted as the venue didn't record the details of walk-ins. This also aligns with traces of the virus that were found in both southwestern Sydney and also northwestern Sydney uh, through the sewage system. The cases follow a sharp drop in testing numbers. Those mystery cases have triggered fresh fears from Queensland, with the state giving New South Wales just 48 hours to find links to known clusters or risk the border reopening. Queensland authorities want 28 days with zero cases to lift the border measures, throwing the highly anticipated November 1st date into jeopardy. There's uh, certainly enough reason to be concerned, but we will monitor uh, very closely whether New South Wales can link those cases to existing clusters. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian says it's highly unlikely there will be 28 days without new cases. Hundreds of Victorians are self-isolating as a cluster grows north of Melbourne. Two people tested positive after visiting the Odd Fellows Cafe in Kilmore. Now more than 230 people have been identified as contacts and told to get tested and to stay at home. Yesterday, six new cases were recorded across the state with concerns the target average of five daily cases by October 19 may not be achieved. Can you look down the camera and tell Melburnians now that restrictions will ease on October 19? No, I can't say that, and I've never said that. I've said that we will have to look at the data, we'll have to look at the stories that sit behind each of those cases. The state will need an average of four cases from today forward to meet that target. 
Labor leader Anthony Albanese will lay out the opposition's financial alternative for the country tonight, including plans to slash the cost of childcare. Political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. It's a pitch to families, to workers and older Australians. Good morning, Jody. Yes, tonight Anthony Albanese will use his budget reply speech to outline Labor's vision for Australia's recovery post-pandemic, doubling down on claims the Prime Minister isn't doing enough to address the cost of childcare to help more women re-enter the workforce. Tonight he's expected to promise free childcare for low-income families and cheaper care for thousands of others, similar to Labor's original policy at the last election, but without those original plans to subsidise child care workers' wages. Also expected to flag an alternative jobs and training plan, pushing for the use of local products and research to modernise Australia's manufacturing sector and for better delivery of key defence and infrastructure projects, as well as more support for aged care and promising half a billion dollars for social housing. The opposition will also help pass the government's key budget measures, including almost $50 billion worth of business and income tax relief unveiled earlier this week. The Prime Minister hopeful of pushing through those changes uh, through the parliament by early next month, though Labor still maintains that this budget doesn't do enough to help older workers and will leave many worse off. Jody. OK, Olivia, thank you. There's hope this morning for those diagnosed with motor neurone disease. Melbourne researchers believe they've found a way to block immune sensors that trigger symptoms of the degenerative illness. The discovery could provide an additional 10 years of life for patients. It may also help with other degenerative diseases like Parkinson's. James Packer has faced a second day of grilling at a casino regulator's inquiry over his management of Crown. The billionaire accepting some but not all responsibility for corporate mistakes, saying he was incredibly upset that executives of his gambling empire were taking risks. The new jewel in the Crown casino empire facing a tower of uncertainty after James Packer fronted an inquiry into the company's Sydney licence from his super yacht for a second day. A lot of the things that I've seen or heard in this inquiry have been a total shock to me. The former chairman claiming he was not informed of the risk to Crown employees in China ahead of their arrest in 2016. You think you might have pulled your staff out of China? If there was a risk of people being arrested and going to jail, absolutely. Mr Packer blamed senior executives for not telling him about staff concerns or that China was cracking down on foreign gambling companies. I don't know if it's extraordinary, it's incredibly disappointing. But he accepted the company's risk management processes also failed. Do you accept any responsibility for these failures? I accept some. Not all, but some admitting a culture of risk-taking developed under his leadership. It obviously did exist to a significant extent. And for that, I'm incredibly upset. The inquiry also heard about Mr Packer's proposed sale of shares to a Hong Kong company partly owned by the late casino tycoon Stanley Ho. A condition of Crown Sydney licence was that Dr Ho not have any interest in Crown because of his alleged links to organised crime. We just didn't give that matter any thought at all. I left it to my legal team. His evidence over, but troubled waters could still be ahead. Alex Hart, 7 News. 
Parts of the country's southeast are bracing for an intense weather system with wind gusts of up to 100 kilometres an hour. The low pressure system moved in overnight with Victoria and Tasmania first in the firing line. Victorian residents are expecting to get more rain and damaging winds. A severe weather warning is in place for parts of Victoria with up to 50 millimetres of rain expected to fall this morning. A warning's also in place for the New South Wales snowy mountains with strong winds forecast. In just a few hours, the US vice presidential debate will begin. Republican VP Mike Pence and Democrat Senator Kamala Harris will face off in what's been described as the most important VP debate ever, with future presidential debates in doubt due to Donald Trump's COVID diagnosis. As a former Attorney General, Harris is one of the toughest interrogators in Congress, while Pence has a reputation for rarely putting a foot wrong. We'll have more live from Salt Lake City, where the debate is set to take place soon. A pro surfer in northern New South Wales has had a very close encounter with a huge predator. Matt Wilkinson was off Ballina when a 1.5 metre great white shark circled, swimming dangerously close to his board. A surf life-saving drone sent out a warning and captured the lucky escape. The beach was then closed. The close call is being compared to Mick Fanning's infamous run-in with a great white in South Africa in 2015. The lawyer for Sam Burgess has accused his ex-wife Phoebe and her father of using orchestrated propaganda of drug use and domestic violence against the former South Star. Burgess's legal team also accused them of contempt of court during a court hearing. As Sam Burgess defends allegations of assault and intimidating his ex-father-in-law, his lawyer was in Mossvale Court sensationally accusing Mitchell Hook or the footballer's ex-partner Phoebe Burgess of leaking explosive allegations. It appears this is born out of malice or retaliation, orchestrated propaganda. We categorically deny those allegations. Lawyer Brian Wrench suggested parts of a 50-page police statement had appeared in the Australian newspaper and that he would be filing a contempt of court application. The magistrate asked who was in contempt, Miss Phoebe Burgess or Mitchell Hook, Mr Wrench replied. You claim that it's a, it's a campaign, an orchestrated campaign by Phoebe or a father? 31-year-old Burgess has been stood down from his coaching role at Souths and gone into hiding. The court told he intends to fight the case. It comes as a Healthcare Complaints Commission confirms it is investigating two South doctors accused in the police statement of falsifying prescriptions. News Limited naming South's Chief Medical Officer Andrew McDonald in an article. The HCCC has the power to cancel or suspend the registration of doctors. Cameron Price, 7 News. American singer-songwriter Johnny Nash has died at the age of 80. Nash was in his early 30s when he topped the charts in 1972 with his signature song, I Can See Clearly Now. His son said his health had been declining. Nash died at his home in Houston, Texas. 
Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading higher, so is the Nasdaq. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX finished slightly higher. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed down, Hong Kong's Hang Seng was up and both the All Lords and the ASX 200 closed higher. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,886 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 41.64 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 71.42 US cents, 75.5 Japanese yen and a New Zealand. A fourth man has been charged over this ugly brawl at a restaurant in inner Sydney last October. Two groups of men became involved in an argument when one of them produced a knife. Chairs and tables were thrown in the chaos, with a 34-year-old man punched unconscious. A 36-year-old man has now faced Parramatta Court charged with a fray. Three others remain before the courts. The US vice presidential debate is set to get underway in just a few hours, with Mike Pence and Kamala Harris going head-to-head. -head. US correspondent Paul Kadak is live in Salt Lake City. Good morning, Paul. What can we expect from the debate? Good morning. Well, after the spectacle of insults and interruptions we saw in the presidential debate, Jody, the hope is here we might actually get a decent discussion of the issues facing this country with just 27 days until the election. Vice President Mike Pence and VP candidate Senator Kamala Harris will be facing off here in Salt Lake City as they... And what could be one of the most consequential vice presidential debates ever, given the current situation? Joe Biden is 77 years old. Donald Trump is 74 years old and suffering from coronavirus. Both Pence and Harris will be looking to show they have what it takes to be a heartbeat away from the presidency to be able to take on that top job. Coronavirus precautions means they'll be sitting four metres apart with a plexiglass barrier between them and coronavirus will be a key topic. Mike Pence, as head of the coronavirus task force, will be trying to defend the administration's handling of the pandemic that has now claimed more than 210,000 lives. It'll be the most important stage yet for Kamala Harris, the former prosecutor known for her tough questioning style. Mike Pence, more mild-mannered, uh, you know, pretty unflappable, but pretty adept on the debate stage. And with national polls consistently putting Joe Biden ahead of Donald Trump, there's a lot at stake. Mike Pence will be looking to close the gap. Kamala Harris will be looking to close the deal for the Democrats when this debate gets underway in just a few hours here in Salt Lake City. Jody. OK, Paul Kadak, thank you. Cricket legend Dean Jones has been farewelled in a private family funeral at the MCG. The the memorial service included a lap of honour of the cricket ground where the great had numerous career highlights. COVID-19 restrictions meant only 10 people could attend, including his wife and two daughters. A floral arrangement of his cap number and highest first-class score were showcased. Jones died of a heart attack while in Mumbai last month at the age of 59. Bombers star forward Joe Danaher has requested a trade to the Brisbane Lions, telling the club he wants out. Danaher is the second player to quit in the space of 24 hours, following Adam Saad out the door. Injury frustration and living in the spotlight are the main two reasons he wants to call Queensland home. Wayne Bennett has named nine rookies in a 15-man Maroons squad for this year's State of Origin series. Just two Broncos made the cut after the club claimed their first ever wooden spoon. Xavier Coates and Patrick Carrigan were named. The squad will be expanded to 27 after the NRL Grand Final on October 25th. 
History continues to be written by our world champion women's cricket team. Even with captain Meg Lanning sidelined with a hamstring strain, the Aussies equalled the world record of consecutive one-day wins. In victory number 21, the Aussies posted their highest ever total, five for 325 in game three against New Zealand in Brisbane. The visitors were never in the hunt, rolled for just 93 inside 27 overs. It's a really special effort, especially over a long period of time, and we've played some incredible teams along the way as well. It matches the record set by Ricky Ponting's team in 2013. Sophia Kennan has progressed to the semi-finals at the French Open for the first time with a 6-4-4-6-6 love victory over fellow American Danielle Collins. Her win set up a clash with Petra Kvitova. The world number 11 beat Laura Siegmund 6-3-6-3. Oh dear. Kvitova into her second Roland Garros semi-final eight years after her first. Stefanos Tsitsipas advanced to the men's semis. The world number six downed Russian Andrei Rublev in straight sets. It was an all-Gold Coast final at the Boost Mobile Pro at South Stradbroke Island yesterday and Mikey Wright made a near-perfect start. 983, are you kidding me? In the first, oh, five minutes. Best way over the corners, that's official. What a time to get it. Wright defeated Liam O'Brien to claim the title and a share of the lead in the Australian Grand Slam of surfing with one event left. Rising star Isabella Nichols was too strong for Sophie McCulloch in the women's final. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, as we reported earlier, a low-pressure trough is pushing isolated storms across the country's southeast. It's triggered a severe weather warning for parts of Victoria and New South Wales. A cold front is also approaching southwest WA. Around the capitals today, partly cloudy and 28 degrees in Brisbane. Afternoon storms heading for 30 degrees in Sydney. Showers and a top of 19 for both Canberra and Melbourne. Rainy too in Hobart and in Adelaide today. A morning shower for Perth, aiming for 21 degrees. And a possible storm and 33 in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Thursday, the 8th of October 2020.